Welcome to the Ryback Show. I'm your host, the big guy, Ryback. Happy Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. Streaming live, 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 live. Instagram, the big guy, Ryback22. We are live here, Twitter spaces at Ryback. Thank you to all of my Twitter subscribers. I follow all subscribers back. Good to see you guys coming in. You guys are a part of this show, the People's Podcast, health, fitness, supplementation, pro wrestling, sports, and anything and everything in between. All you got to do is hit that request button to come on this show and you'll get in queue. And uh, when I start taking callers, we'll bring you in one by one with all of that. We are live on Ryback TV. Super chats are greatly appreciated and brought up on the screen in between taking calls on there. We are streaming live on Facebook at Ryback Reeves and also at Twitch at Ryback Rules. This show is available on all podcast platforms. If you guys enjoy this show and like this show, Guys, please leave a star rating on iTunes and write a review if you've got a moment to do that. It greatly helps the cause. This show is brought to you by Feed Me More Nutrition, my premium supplement line, sweet with stevia, among fruit, no harmful artificial sweeteners or colors. For all people, men and women, he, she, and thee, feedmemore.com. New customers can save 30% discount code YBAC30. Returning customers can save 20% discount code FEEDME20. Feed me two zero, and you get a free Feed Me More Nutrition Premium Shaker bottle with all orders, guys. I'm enjoying. I got my shipment yesterday of my Feed Me More Nutrition for the month. I've got my cotton candy uh, finish it BCAA electrolyte matrix. <clears throat> Voice is doing a little better. We're we're slowly coming back. It's a little easier to talk with everything, and uh, I've got a big rehab, big shoulder day to day, big conditioning and sauna <clears throat> session as well. And everything is, is going great, moving in the right direction. I'm waiting, got uh, more calls uh, coming up. Hopefully, by the after that, probably the workout, by the time the detective gets back to me on everything going on moving forward, I will have uh, some meetings coming up the upcoming week uh, with my attorney over a civil lawsuit with everything going on. And uh, we're just going to kind of let him sit in his own head and wait and uh, wonder what day this is all going to happen and it is then he is going to get fucking smashed over and over and over again and uh, i could tell you one thing was not anticipating probably a civil lawsuit and getting those twitter files along with his confession to the fbi and on this show so the uh <laughs> it's going to be a beautiful thing and uh just stay tuned because uh he's going to be listening each and every week and we're not going to give him a platform we're not giving him anything we're not saying his name we are just going to wait, and then when the you guys will see when you see with everything. So stay tuned. And you can keep putting out the lies, brother, on everything. Keep putting out the lies. We're, we, we see them, and we're all laughing together at you. So let's go, let's go, let's go. <clears throat> Good to see all of you. Hello, hello, hello. Good to see you guys. Yes, yes, yes. All right. 
get rocking and rolling today on today's show. I'm going to, before we start off, I do want to suggest on Twitter, there's a great interview with Andrew Tate and Tucker Carlson on Tucker's uh, Twitter account. It, it is quite lengthy. Uh, I Twitter now has a, you can listen and watch picture in picture, even off the app, um, which makes it very beneficial. And I was able to, to get it done over the course of yesterday and today and finished it while I was taking the dogs on, on their walk here earlier this morning. And um, it's very worthwhile listening to with everything going on and kind of a, a representation of, of the media and all the BS and how we're all getting fed so many lies in different directions. And uh, it, it, you know, he's with what he's done, and and I, I I find a lot of similarities though in in what he believes in and what he talks about in myself, and uh, in how he's been stereotyped into something that that essentially is not with that, and and with everything going on with me and WWE and the fake articles and my thing happening not on a worldwide level but from a professional wrestling level with that where his is is much more intense and <clears throat> but it's it, it's two different things as well i'm being suppressed illegally to silence my voice from wwe and vince mcmahon with them wanting my social media not getting it to try to discredit me with that he's been just silenced overall going through the whole legal process over in romania so they're they're different in different ways but there's similarities in certain aspects of it and uh but you just just go listen to it and you can see just how corrupt and, and evil this world is and the bs that that goes on and uh and you might think certain things about him based off what you've seen on the media and what's been pushed out <clears throat> and i know i was i was unaware of certain things and just go listen to it just for the human trafficking that that there is nothing with sex trafficking or anything of that nature and it, it, it is disturbing to see um what is going on with all of that it is a very fascinating interview very good i feel and uh, no matter how you feel, I went into it not completely impartial, not really, didn't didn't understand a lot. And uh, it, it was a very, very good watch. So, <clears throat> all right, all right, let's get going. We'll go bring in Yellow Jackets, starting to show off hot. Yellow Jackets, welcome to the Ryback Show. Hello, hello. Hey, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Very good. Where are you at? I'm Miami, Florida. Where at? Miami, Florida. Oh, very good, very good. What's on your mind today? Uh, I was I wanted to ask, what, who do you think is the best Money in the Bank winner of all time? Uh, I've never really given any thought about that. Who do you think is? Um, I say Seth Rollins. I think that was a very good. I think that one might be the best cash in at WrestleMania. As far as uh, I think Edge had a really good one as well early on with, with Cena, didn't he? Yeah, well, the the first one or the second one? I, I, think, I think it was, it was the was it the first one the rated R superstar one where the it might have been the first one I'm thinking of. But I, I always that one always comes to mind as well. I think Seth. I wanted to argue with that. I think Seth was a really good one as well. What about Dolph Ziggler's? Zig. Oh man, that's another great one. That was uh, that might be the loudest reaction because that was the night that I turned on Cena. He cashed in on Alberto, I believe, earlier in the show, and I remember 
being in the back and hearing the building shaking. So that that could be, you know, I think that one might go down as the number one all-time biggest pop on for, as far as the cash-in. I have to honestly agree with you with that. Yeah, yeah, that's off the top of my head, though. But anything else on your mind? Um, why, why, why did you choose? Go why do you choose Goldberg to be your retirement match? It's not my retirement match. It's my return match. It's his retirement match, and um, I've always I want to show the world on a grand scale uh, something very special and a story that that I have in mind, and uh, I think I am the perfect last opponent for him. All right, thanks. You're welcome, buddy. I hope you have a good one. You too, bye. Not sure what Yellow Jackets was doing during that call. It sounded uh I don't know. I'm not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna go there. Yellow jackets though, but good questions. Good to see all of you guys. We're gonna bring in Bring in Mike. See how Mike's doing today. Jamaica, good to see you. Hello, hello. What's going on? Hey, big guy. Ryback, how are you, mate? I'm well. How are you today? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, so I've been, I've been listening for a few weeks now, and since all the... Well, actually, funny enough, the first ever episode I listened to was the first time that Chase rang in and went on that massive rant um, oh what a show to get what a first show to listen to jesus <laughs> dude i've like followed you for years and i was like i had my popcorn i was sat down ready to chill out and just be like listen to what's going on and then this guy comes in and just rants and i'm like what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> um but yeah that was just nuts dude. and fair play to you you held it and like how you like conducted yourself now like, oh brother I, I appreciate a lot of people I uh, trust me. I I knew the moment he resurfaced, and when he when he said that he was behind all this stuff, and uh, it's he he has yeah. no idea the can of worms that he has opened up, and his life and his family's life is going to be ruined forever. So that's I yeah. I gave him the attention that he desperately needed, and now he's fucking yeah. done, and we're going to let the legal system play out, and we're going to let my attorneys handle everything else, and I'm moving forward, and now he's royally fucked. So. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't want to spend any more time on that. I just wanted to say massive respect. But, Thank you very much. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm like a similar age too. I'm just approaching, I'm 40 coming up now soon. Um, so I'm like an old school, early 90s WWF guy. Um, you know, Doink and Undertaker and all those guys. And something's always really intrigued me is like the gimmicks and how much input you guys have on, you know, your gimmick. And then the other thing I wanted to touch on was... Like, how do you feel about the gimmicks today compared to, like, the early 90s stuff? Because for me, you know, like, the old school undertaking the graveyard stuff and all that kind of cool stuff that we all grew up with, I think that's something that's massively missing from today. And I just wondered why you thought about that. Yeah, so one, I love that you named Doink first to start your list, even before Undertaker. One of my favorite wrestlers ever. Brother. Honestly, he was just... I loved Doink growing up, and I had his action figure, one of the little rubber collectible figures I had. Uh, from yeah. I, they had this little collection pack. I posted it before, but um, I love the 
the when they had the multiple doinks and like the, the little the mini doinks and the, the yeah. angles. Yeah. But man, being a kid and watching that, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I know exactly where you're coming from. One, so but to answer your question. So yeah. like all of my stuff, I created all my own stuff. I I was they 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 never came up with a phrase anything. I had that prior. Now I can't speak for everyone. I think specific gimmicks. If they come up with a gimmick for somebody, Vince is more hands on with, and they're giving more input. But it's always up to the talent to still make it their own and 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 to come up with ideas and whatnot. It's just a matter of what they allow on TV and what they don't. Um, sure. but, but so so that can go both ways. A lot of the times you'd be shot. It's mostly the talent more often than not with that and they may just kind of give some structure and guidance along the way uh obviously based off what they what stories they want to tell and, and you know and all that but uh as far as in today's wrestling yes i think that we i don't think we need a ton of gimmicks i think though we need them sprinkled in with the right people and the right characters and and that's why i think like even the fiend the fiend but that and that is you know that was such a gimmick but it, it worked so well because it, we were not really getting that that much. And Bray's so creative with all of that. But but even, you know, just just things that can, you know, I miss, you know, I liked, even though no Tyrus, I liked it when he was Brodus Clay. And yeah, 100%. I thought that, and I know, and he had, he could have, I wish they would have kept him as that if he, as long as he was happy and like, and used him well, not to say he had to be booked as a WWE champion or anything of that, but, but feature him. Because kids loved them. It, it got characters like that, get the people excited, especially live events or TV. It's a change yeah. of pace. We can only yeah. see so many near falls and see so many yeah. of the same things and fight forever. This is yeah. awesome. Like, like we yeah, need yeah, yeah. a balance of this. Yeah. And I think that is what, like, I think it just, just needs to be peppered in at the right times and it could be very yeah. beneficial. Yeah, you know, and like, you know, a lot of like the backstage stuff too as well. You know, there was some like so, so many cool promos backstage happening. And, you know, I, I just think that like I fell out of re- re- love with wrestling for a while, a, a few years back. Um, I always dipped my toe in and I knew what was going on. But I just felt like that, like you're saying, it was just too samey. And there was always like you knew what was going to happen. And, and I was just crying out for like a, a, just this gimmick to come along and grab me. And like yeah, you're right. Like the Bray Wyatt thing. I mean, that that was as close as I think we've had in years as um, a gimmick that has really got over and got me thinking. Wait a minute, something could be going on here. Um, and like you know, the Attitude Era as well. You know, all like the PG fourteen stuff as well. Um, I miss that as well. You know, and I just do you ever see that like coming back properly like it was back then when we were really into it. You know, and it's, yeah, there's a space for that now. So I think it needs, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I miss things like, you know, the, the, the supermarket brawl with Austin and Booker T. I think we need to have more, more things yeah. like wrestling needs to be taken out of the, you got it. We need to see wrestlers in the real world environment more. And, and here's where I'm going yeah. with, I think people in the creative meetings and, and like AEW, they, we, they saw a little bit with MJF and, 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 um, uh, God, Adam Cole, sorry, uh, when they yeah, the, the little yeah, gym yeah. scene, but it, at least it was something different, and it, it's a it's a it's it's kind of takes you away from the wrestling element, but lets you ha- add that character development, and I think it's going to be up in like to where you need you need wrestlers and people, you know, because this stuff takes time, and you got to have camera crews ready, you got to get sh- things shot either days in advance yeah. or early in the day, so it can yeah, go yeah. through production, and but like it, it it's up to everyone, you, you, we need everybody thinking along the lines of like 
what can we do to expand on the product to get other people to watch? What are things that we could do? You know, yeah. just to give you a random thing, you know, I hope to God I get this match with Goldberg. I hope to God I'm doing a goddamn food review in my car and Goldberg smashes my window with a baseball <laughs> bat and we go have a fight yeah. in McDonald's. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. just, I'm not, yeah. I, I, I go through a glass window and we end the scene to be bloodied through a glass window. Like, like yeah. I just think it's, and then Goldberg takes a bite of a Big Mac and walks off. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. but it, and not saying that, but something where it's just no, taking really you can. out and where people can pop for that and that the stuff can go viral on social media and we yeah. can get regular people watching us in our wrestling environment, but it's not just the same cookie cutter thing over, yeah. over, 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 over. I, dude, brother, if yeah, I'm yeah. in those meetings, I'm bringing that stuff up periodically. Like what we need to think outside the box of these guys to get some fresh content on this show outside yeah. of the ring. People are sick of seeing the ring for three hours straight. Like, yeah, no, no, I, I totally, and you know, and creative. I think they've dropped so many cans over the work. I mean, over the years, like, sorry, with yourself. Um, yeah, you know, they started doing things right with Bray and, and that whole Bray Wyatt stuff and the family and things. And and I was like, yeah, creative maybe. And then when Vince went, we, I think as a as a WWF WWE guy, it was like, wait a minute, this could be about to change now. You know, um, with Paul there taking over, and are we going to see a real new direction? And then. And now he's come back, and then it's just like, oh, all right, here we go again. Same, yeah. same stuff, you know? Um, but, yeah, it was just like, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were. Because I've been thinking about this for a while, and I'm like, I wonder if anyone else thinks like this, too. And it's just... I think yeah, a lot, dude. Yeah. It, it's, but, you know, I could tell you, and from being in that environment for a, a good period of time, and, you know, these guys, what, what the problem is in this, this is why you, you sometimes, you need to kind of... Re You've got to have a different group of people around your yes man around like like, like you've yeah. and you got you can't have people walking on the eggshells afraid to give ideas. Vince has been at this for so long. Even Hunter's been at this for so long. You need yeah, yeah. young blood infused or new people or people not even young. Yeah. Age doesn't even fucking matter. You just need no, people no. who are not afraid to raise their hand and give an idea. Yeah. And and that comes yeah. from creating a positive work environment where that's encouraged. It's it's very yeah. and just because if an idea is not going to be used, you don't then insult the person and threaten to fire them or fire them a couple of weeks later and 100%. make it. But that has 100%. happened so much. So many people yeah. are afraid to act because a lot of people have great ideas for wrestling that are involved in the business. Yeah. But that yeah. environment is kind of and I'm not I can't speak on AEW and I've not heard anything to to, to that would uh, that would make it feel that way from what what I know over there. But WWE. I know that environment can be more toxic and where, where that kind of stuff is different opinions can be, you know, frowned upon or made fun of from people, you know, that, and I know there's a lot of writers that have had great ideas that just get completely verbally raped in front of everybody in there and like completely yeah. demoralized. And like, then they, they just shut up. They don't want it. Cause they, they don't, nobody wants to be put through that. And when they're just trying to yeah. make the show better. And so yeah, 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 yeah. your spot, I think a lot of people feel the way you feel brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of my great mantras has always been, you know, in order for anyone to get better, criticism is the number one thing that's going to make anyone better. Whether it's a product, whether it's anything, you've got to be able to take the criticism. And I think that it's quite obvious to everybody who's watching that that's what's happening. You've explained it bang on, you know, we can all see it. Everyone's just there, yeah, okay, Vince, well, Vince says goes, and then everything else is the same. Yeah, and, it, and you know, too, and I could tell you, go, it... It gets really, you can get really comfortable real quick, and especially Vince and WWE. Before this is prior to AEW, and them not being a lot of competition for guys to leave, you kind of just get really comfortable, and you just you film the shows at the arena every week, and 
And that's not to say that every once in a while they don't do something, but I just think it's a comfort level too, was where, you know, they were competing with WCW every week is was the, the meetings were, what can we do to try to outdo last week? Or what can we do to make sure we yeah. get the highest rated show? And if that is not the energy and the vibe, then the energy and the vibe is going to be something lower than that. And and, it, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. a level of comfort that unfortunately, and, it, and it, it's human nature with that, but you need hungry people involved in the process where it is encouraged. And I'm talking to wrestlers too. This is a big problem in WWE and always has been is so many ideas you get. And I've done this in others. You submit storylines and ideas and they fucking take it and use it for other people. And it's like, yeah, right. it, this happens. You hear countless people talk about this and then they almost like fucking make fun of you. And then like, then they'll take it and make it their idea in the meeting a month later. And, but you, so it's like, you're better if you, and I might, my recommendation to talents are if you're going to do something, fuck all the producers, fuck all the other people. You go right to the head honcho. You don't fucking, yeah. at least, you know, if you go to the head honcho, you know, then it was him with that. Rather than yeah. if you take it to somebody else and, and then it gets, it gets, you yeah. don't know who in that meeting is, 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 is the one, you know, going in and taking the idea and giving yeah. it to somebody else. And so it's just, and not to say yeah. that that can't happen from time to time, but it's just what that does is it demoralizes everybody where you're like, well, why am I going to try when it, I'm just being punished for it? And, you know, so. Yeah. You give up almost, I guess. Yeah. You're just like, well, what, what's the point? Try yeah. Type thing. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, well, I won't take too much more of your time, dude. Honestly, I was just wanted to just there's a good chat, like you know, it's was, it was good getting that perspective off you. And um, I was on Twitter scrolling earlier on, and there's always a backer. Um, if if Goldberg doesn't come off, I seen that it was Gilberg's birthday. Would that be interesting for you or Gilberg? Yeah, Gilberg Stilbow. You know, I don't know if if you know, I, I have nothing in Dwayne Gill, and I know he just celebrated a birthday, I believe. So happy birthday! Yeah, I, that's what I, that's what I saw. Right? <clears throat> the uh, you know. I, I think it, if, if if it's not Goldberg, I, I have my eyes set on on the other direction that I would want to go with it. And so it's I just think it, it, with everything, it's to me, and that ball's rolling, and we're going to see if we can make any headway with this in the coming weeks with everything. And it, it's, but I just it personally would mean a lot to me, and like like I want that match more than anything. I've wanted it for a very long time, so yeah. Yeah, no, no, we, we can all see it. Like, we can see how much this means to you. So we're all rooting for you if that comes off. And, um, yeah, I, I hope you get your wish. And, um, yeah, so I won't, I won't hold you up any longer. Get some of the, the guys on. But best of wishes. And I, I'm, I'll be sure to check in again soon with you, bro. Perfect, man. We welcome on any time. And you have a great day. Yeah, cheers, bro. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Good deal. Great questions, Mike. I love it, man. Let, let's go. The uh, I like getting different kinds of questions like that. And it's something that it, this is good feedback too for the companies to hear how you guys think. And you guys, you guys have a voice on here, man. And it's, it's important to tell it like, I, I'm not going to knock anyone for how they feel on different things. It just happened. You know, I think a lot of us think along the same lines as, as far as what we want as a product. And I think diversity is the key. It always has been. <clears throat> Royale, Brett the Sh man. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Ryback Show. Hello, good afternoon. How are you doing today? Perfect, perfect. How are you doing? Uh, my name is Josh from Texas. My name is Ryback. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we got a combo on here, the one-two punch. You know, I've always wanted to do, yeah, like, the 
because I tried to mimic, uh, you know, certain stars, and uh, yours was always difficult to hit. Which one? What? 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 What, what, what part? The catchphrases? Uh, I always try to hit the catchphrases, but specifically your voice. It's because my voice is nowhere near near the as deep as yours. My name is Ryan. So. <laughs> Yo, but uh, boss. You got to listen to more the, the guy Chase. He does the feeding time. You got to really. From your core, you gotta you gotta really really feel it. Nah, he's a weirdo, but <laughs> long time caller, first time listener here. Um, long wait, hold on. For, is this long time long time caller? Yes, long time caller, first time listener. Long time listener, first time caller. Not now, I'm kidding. It's just the meme that I always say. Oh, okay, I'm, brother, I I can't keep up with all the memes. <laughs> I've got a hundred of them of me everywhere, so it's. Cena man, you know what? Uh, real quick, I have to say I'm a huge Cena guy, right? And when you had the match with him, you know, with I, I, they dropped the ball with you, man. They really did. You Thank know? you. I think uh, the whole vanilla midget, it's, it's tiring. We need somebody like right back, back. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Back in the scene. No, I think I do think uh, I appreciate that, and you know, everything happens for a reason, and I think. Uh, it's been interesting to see the way everything's worked out. And uh, I've been blessed to kind of get my, got my health back. And I feel like I look like exactly the same as when I left. I'm very close. And I, I feel like, like I haven't aged and gone gray yet, despite it 70 years going by. So like, I feel like that window of coming back, it's like, I feel better than ever. I don't know. It's a very weird thing that has happened that it might just be the perfect timing of everything. And we'll have to see, but. I'm not giving up that by a long shot. No, I mean, uh, there's been so many superstars that have been giving a second chance, and I think you've been uh, wrongfully shamed. I mean, Bret Hart did punch Vince in the face and spit in his face, so. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think I've done nothing close to that, so let's just clarify that. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, and I don't know how you are if I, if I were to mention like other YouTubers, and it's not me trying to shout them out, it's just... You know, trying to be specific. No, I go ahead. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. So go ahead. Okay. So uh, yesterday, last night, I was uh, watching the great Joe Cronin. Okay. And uh, he was, uh, you know, throwing some allegations or accusations, saying that you know, what this is all, you know, a play, or you know, this is a what is it, a storyline with you and Chase. And I just wanted to see your take on that. Ah, um, uh, I mean, people like that don't matter, though. That's I think that would be, I'll be the first one to say if that, if I, and I'll tell you this firsthand, if I do that, you guys can have all the right in the world to try to cancel me. Correct. So I think that, I think that would be, if you think I would talk about my, my mother and my dogs and my family and friends, that I think that that's just, that, that just shows what kind of human being that is. He's, he's, he is, is trash as trash comes, man. And it's not like, what else, like, what else is there to say about that? I'd assume maybe he wants to start a storyline with you, perhaps. I don't think he's never going to have any involvement. I think like I, we can we can move on from like I can just tell you like that's anybody that 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 tries to make that think that that, that is what is going on with this. I mean that is that's desperate for clicks and views on your own end if you're doing that. He's probably doing it the wrong way. I'd say. Well, I think but, uh, I think to yeah, even even try to mention that like I'm telling you guys firsthand. That you're going to see, I've already got like, <laughs> you're going to see when he's arrested and then you see that I filed a civil lawsuit. So, but if anyone thinks that that's what I would need to do to try to get attention, 
That is the, the, there's no positive that would come from that for me with any of that. Like the backlash is so severe with that. Of course. So how is in like the fact that the the two things, my family and my dogs, I love more than anything that makes, it just makes no sense with any of that. But that's what people like that do, man. That's just, he's, he's literally cut from the same cloth as Chase minus the death threats. So it's like, just wash away and move on. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to touch on that part. And another part is if you go back into wrestling, right? Which it's we're hoping for that. Are you still going to use the same finisher? The shell shock, absolutely. That that is. I, I'm a big fan of that, and uh, it's a move I could do on anyone. And the, the only move I'm probably not going to do is going to be the backpack stunner, where I, I drop the with the yes. guy on my. That move severely compresses your spine. Uh, yes. Even that, even like the Hogan leg drop. I used to do those a lot on live events. Yes. I'll probably stop doing leg drops. Just to, for the fact of anything that compresses your disc, I uh, I will avoid. And I recommend all wrestlers to to try to limit that. I know it's not always possible. And, you know, it's not to say that if I had a one match and there's a spot where, you know, I'm going to do a backpack stunner with a guy on my back and it's like a huge, huge match and it's going to be a one-time deal. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I do it. But it, even then, I don't even want to get in the habit of like, it's just not good, those things, anything that compresses the spine, so. No, no, no. Uh, I guess just for any other callers out here, I hope you guys have some uh, radio etiquette. Please, if you guys are in the back, just have your questions ready set because there are more callers that are waiting, just like me. Um, no, great advice. I, yeah, I always try to, some, not everyone, it's, I, the, the sound quality does matter. On four, like, the, I can't have the spaces hooked up through the sound system, but I've got it literally right there by my microphone where it comes through pretty, pretty damn good for this. So, but any background noise or anything, or just, it does. And, you know, at the, just the etiquette of other callers and to cause sometimes one more, one more, one more. It's like, I can have you guys on as much as we want. So. Of course. Yeah. I appreciate your time. Uh, if I could, before I leave, if I could just throw out a joke, a, l- a little dad joke. Go, yeah. I, I love jokes. Let's go. It's a little dad joke. Hopefully you never heard it. Um, what these, oh, okay. How does the ocean greet the sand? How does the ocean greet the sand? I don't know. It just waves. <laughs> right back. Thank you, sir. Thank you, brother. Have a good one. Gonna have to put that in my Rolodex of jokes. John Laurinaitis was always big on when, uh, in meetings, whenever we'd have a, a WWE meetings, he would make people come up there and tell jokes to like that were either new. It was usually new people. So like if a developmental talent was like on the road that week or a new talent had debuted and had been up there only for a short period of time. <clears throat> oh, oh, right back. Come, come up here and tell everybody a, a joke. Uh, and then, you know, and you have to come up there and, and then you're just, oh, what do you call two Mexicans playing basketball against each other? And everybody's just looking at you go one-on-one <laughs> the big guy out. And then you just fucking leave the, uh, but like that legit was one of my jokes once the, um, and I'd heard that when I was a kid and it just is the one joke that always pops in my head. But uh, that ocean sand one, that that's a classic WWE for those wrestlers out there. And I don't know if they still do that there. It's always good to have a, a couple really shitty jokes in your back pocket with that and just quick get it to the point because nobody wants to fucking hear them anyways really so get it get it over with get the embarrassment out of the way and uh 
move on. All right, all right. We got we got uh, Joe Blue. Bring on Joe Blue here. Welcome everybody joining in Twitter Spaces. Good to see all of you. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Ryback Show. It's still connecting. We might have a little connection issue, issue with Joe. Might have to let me uh, retry this again with Joe. <clears throat> we might have had a bad, or Joe's gone. It might have been a bad connection. We'll try it again, Joe, if I see you. Bring in Robert. Robert, welcome to the Ryback Show. Hey, Ryback. Uh, it's uh, Rob from Australia. How are you? I'm doing well. What part of Australia are you from? I'm in uh, Sydney. I live in Sydney. And I um, just want to say I've been a huge fan of you for a very long time since I was young. And uh, I've got a question for you to speed things up. Oh, you got it. Let's go. So uh, the uh, storylines you've done in all your career, not just WWE, uh, what was your favorite? I'm sorry, it broke up. What was that again? So of all the uh, of all the storylines you've done yep. in your career, uh, what was your favorite? Like you had most fun in? Ha, ah, Matt, this, the storyline is that I had the most fun in. I've got to think here. I don't know. So everything in WWE, you know, I could just, I could tell you the, I had a lot of fun tagging with Joe Henning, with Curtis Axel, with Ryb Axel, just in, in just at the week to week of all the, we did a lot of promo segments that were for like, the, a lot of it didn't make TV. It was on .com, but we wrestled every week on TV. We were, we were used on pay-per-view still, but it was, it wasn't in a, in a necessarily as a featured of role as, as I was previously but it was so much fun. Um, you know, I think I, I got to tell you, though, despite and this was probably even before there were any issues. But that first uh, run with CM Punk was, will always be special to me because that was my first main event, you know, in, in working live events and and uh, and closing out shows with him. And, and, and we got to travel the world and, and work, work some matches and uh and then do, did that, you know, TV matches as well. And, and then that, that first hell in a cell in Atlanta, it was, uh, that was, uh, it was a really cool experience in, in, in delivering on that and then getting to stay in that for, you know, seven, eight, nine months <clears throat> in, a, in a really top position was really cool and a lot of fun with all of that. But that first one was, was really meaningful. Just confidence wise, knowing that I think you, ha- you don't know until you do it you go, okay, there's really no difference between this and anything else other than that, like the expectations are higher and the confidence, it's, but like that, and you, you get that. And then you realize, and then when you see like the, you know, the merch numbers, everything were, 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 were fantastic. And the, the reactions were fantastic. And like, it was a great sense of accomplishment for me personally with the injury that I had to overcome to get back there. And, um, and, and I, that, that was a lot of fun because our issues really hadn't, we had no issues really then that I knew of. And he was he was much better off in that first one than the second one. So, yeah, I get that. Awesome, awesome. Just uh, thank you again for uh, all your hard work. You know, can't wait till you're back in the ring, man. 
Thank you so much, brother, and, and good luck out there. I've wrestled out there, and, and, and beautiful out there, and stay safe. You too, mate. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good deal, good deal. Bring in Vinny Lombardo, big Vinny. Vinny, what's going on? What's going on? How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Very nice. Where you at? Uh, New York. Okay. You sound like, yeah, big Vinny. What's on your mind? Uh, you've had many great gears in the past. What is one of your favorite gears that you ever had? Well, I always preferred the singlets over the trunks, even though that one, um, is it just for the canvas, man, I, I loved every one of them so much. Like I, I, the, I'll tell you the, I loved, I had a red and yellow one and I don't remember the specific. I just remember I had a red and yellow singlet. I I'm a big fan of, of like bright colors together. Um, and I have an idea for one that I want coming back. I want to do a red and orange. Cause I really, I never did a red and orange and that's one that I think it have some yellow in there and like all really high energy colors. Um, but I always tried to pair the colors, you know, with a high energy color. And then I would do like a calming color. And then some were just high energy colors together. Um, there was a blue and white one. There was the, the one, the, the Rebecca mentions on here from the 2k 23, the, the blue and white one, I had a, a pyramid on it. That one I always really liked as well. Um, I had a black and white one with the weights on it. The uh, that one might have had like the big traps that I had on the or big checks. I don't know whether I always would put the little catchphrases on the on the straps as well. Uh, but I had a black and white one that I have on an eight by ten for them that had the weights on it. It had a big big barbell with weights. I really liked that one as well. That looked really good on on images. So I love the green one from WrestleMania twenty nine. Yeah, fan of that. That was like, I think that was like, a, I don't know if that was a Ninja Turtles kind of, I don't remember. It was, I know the one you're talking about, that one, that one stood out. I remember the purple one, they did it, the, they put the purple one in the video game when I did with the with the shield from TLC in Brooklyn. Uh, that same green one I had redone actually with the Statue of Liberty. When we did another show in Brooklyn, I got it redone with a Statue of Liberty with my face on the Statue of Liberty. Uh, I would always just do random shit just to like, just cause of the airbrush artists, they could do anything. So I'm like, it just, I would give them an idea and like, just give me something wild. And so they had the green ones always popped well too. Oh, thank you for answering my question. Me and my friend Joe cannot wait for you to kick Goldberg's ass. We just got to get Bill. We got to get that phone call and set up and we've got to get his agent, Barry Bloom. We got to get everything in, in, in accordance and, uh, it's feeding time. Yeah. Thank you very much. You stay safe out there. You too. Thank you. Bye, Vinny. Vinny from New York. Thank you very much. As soon as I, uh, Vinny sounds like, Vinny, Vinny, Vinny sounds like he owns a pizza shop. He owns a really, really, really good, good New York City pizza shop. That's, oh man. I tell you what though, I have a quick, it was the only time I was attacked by fans and not like they didn't want to hurt me, but it was, this was my rock star moment leaving Madison square garden. I was red hot. I think it was the night I wrestled Heyman there and um, shell shocked Heyman. The uh, I was leaving and all the fans, they, they jumped fans jumped on my rental car 
And there was this one kid. He was always, a, I'd see him multiple times. He was a real, oh, real piece of shit smart ass. He was a young one, but he always flipped me off. And then all these people jumped on my car. And I couldn't, I had to stop. And then the kid came up to the window and he goes, he knocks on the window. He goes, ride back. And he just flipped me. He goes, fuck you. And I, oh, I wanted to just get out of that car. But there was, I was fucking, there was no way I was getting out of that car. People, I had to, like, cops finally got the people to get off the car. And thank God there was no, nobody jumped and, like, damaged anything. But um, that's my New York City. I always remember Madison Square Garden. They also made us fucking pay for parking. That's one thing about that I never understood. I go, we're coming there to perform. And we'd have to park. I get parking across the street because there's no parking there. They'd have a parking garage and they you walk across the street. They fucking charge you like 85 fucking bucks to, to park to, to go to go wrestle. And you're like, what? Now, you know, you would think WWE would just have that where everybody, they pay a small fee and then the talent just go park their cars. But we literally had to go pay for the fucking parking. So they go, it was the only place that we've ever had to do that. And to this day, I'm like, that is so weird to me. I just, I don't get it. You know, you're like, oh, duh. you'll be you're like, no, this event, you know, we're, we're here to perform. We're not we're paying $85 to, to go there. New York City, that really chops my ass if you don't. I've mentioned that multiple times. But that's not Vinny's fault. But he, he, whenever I hear some New York City, I get flashbacks to that little fucking kid that flipped me off and said, fuck you, Ryback. Never got revenge on him. And, uh, <laughs> and the parking at Madison Square Garden. It's just not right, damn it. We've got A, bring Autumn back in here. Autumn was on last week with the with the MMA class. And hello, hello, hello. How are you this week, Autumn? Hello, hello. Are you there? Uh oh, we might have a bad connection. Autumn, can you hear me? We might have to try you back, Autumn. I'll see if you, if you request back if, it, if we can get a a better connection. Let's go, Patrick Walsh. <clears throat> hello, hello. Well, did we lose Patrick? There we go. Patrick, welcome to the Ryback Show. You just got to hit that uh, bottom left, the speaker button. Oh, oh hey, how you doing, Ryback? I'm well. How are you today? Oh, I, I listen to your show I, before I go to work at, at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, good deal, bro. Man, I used to go. I used to stop there a lot on the road for those turbo coffees. Oh, yeah. They're still well. I mean, even like when... I do maintenance at job lot in in Boston, and it's like I listen to your show all the time, and you know, huge fan. Thank you so much, man. What well, yeah, I uh, every time I hear Boston, I think of uh, Cal- Kowloon. Cal- is it Kowloon's? Kowloon, Kowloon's the yeah, uh, the yeah. place that, and I always used to stay at a Red Roof Inn right next door to that because they always used to hook us up on the food. Wow. Me and, and Ziggler, yeah. there was a Hooters right there on that state. Yeah, I think it was Saugus, Saugus area. And uh, and there was a Hooters me and Ziggler always used to go to over there. Oh, shit. I, I used to go, I went there with my friend, you know, like, I went to go see you in, you know, in Boston. I'm like, dude, let's go Hooters. And I heard, I heard they tear that place down now. 
Oh, um, really? Yeah, I think they like. Ain't you sound like a couple hookers or whatever? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, I don't doubt the hooker story. There's no doubt with all those shady hotels that were in the area, <laughs> but probably at the Red Roof, even though it was remodeled and it was actually quite decent for a Red Roof. But they, uh, yeah, that doesn't shock me. But, yeah. yeah I, I, I was going to put a steak here. Well, forget the steak and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind today? Uh, just, you know, you know, I listen to your podcast a lot, you know, you know, you tell some funny stories and I was going to ask you, do you watch that, that show Dark Side of the Ring? I just saw, I, I, so I didn't, I'd saw the Benoit episode years ago and then I saw when Lulu, Lulu was on here a couple weeks ago and she right. mentioned she played Sonny uh, and I actually went and I, I watched, I have Amazon Prime and I watched the episode that the Chris Candido Sonny episode. And uh, and it was I thought it was it was very good everything I saw with all of that and and whatnot. So, but I, I don't watch a lot of that. I, I try not to get too caught up in all the drama of everything, right? Because you never know. Like, so like I not like from the Chris Candido one with Sunny, you know, and they had some recordings of Sunny on there, but she's not really available, and you know that's directly her. Even though they got a couple sound bites from her from other interviews or whatnot. Uh, with things and it, it's a lot of other people talking about things and it's like yeah, you know Chris obviously isn't here to talk and defend himself and everyone is, is, is you know I don't know it's just like those kind of, I understand that, that how people are, are into them and they but you never really know the true true story unless you're really getting it from the people I feel like that are directly involved even though there are other people involved and you know Dr. Tom Pritchard I have all the respect and love Dr. Tom and like right, so right. He, hearing him talk I go he and I know he's a straight shooter, so like that added some validity for me, at least with the, the other things in it, because I, I I have a lot of experience around him and, and know him, you know. So that that made it where I go, okay, there's probably this this thing is probably fairly accurate on certain elements of it, but still, when the people aren't, I don't know. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't I don't knock anyone. I understand it and why people are into them and stuff. Yeah, I think they had a new episode. Uh, uh, Adamus, Adamus is um, Adrian Adonis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I like watching like the old the old school wrestling, the WCW, and like when I knew like when I saw you, I was like, like this guy, I saw you on um that the show you on, like you know, a train to get there. Yeah. WWE. I said to my friend, this guy's gonna make it. He has, you know, you could tell when someone they got the power and they're going. You know, they go all the way, yeah. Yeah, I used to when I was younger. I you'd be able to see somebody, and you go, you just you just see them. I, I just think there's people, and I don't think it's everybody, but I think there's certain ones of us that have watched this long enough or know <laughs> there's fans, even though if they've never done it, they could just tell if somebody has like an X factor right. really, really early on, and you're like, that guy's gonna do something pretty cool. And I used to be able to be pretty close with that people when I was younger doing that, and. uh yeah, I appreciate that, man. That to me, that that's really cool. Yeah, you know, I I, um, I just bought you uh, the Ryback hat and you know the wake up thing, you know, to fall asleep because I had I always had the sleep problem where I couldn't sleep. You know, but it knocked you know helped out. You know, you got you know. the GTS go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, I always had that problem. You know, has it come in uh, yet or no? Um, not yet, but okay, I'm, I'm waiting. Yeah, but um. Just take yeah, it. Sure. I would take it about an hour before bed, before you're, you, right. you're ready to go to bed and uh, try to, to not have any caffeine, you know, at least six hours before bed. If you can, I'm telling you, it, it, you're going to 
Just take it every day until you start, you're going to start getting into a habit. You're just going to start falling asleep. It's, it works very well and just stay consistent with it. And you're going to start, what you're going to find is, is you're not going to have to take it every night. Once you start getting into a normal sleep pattern, more, more, most often, more likely than not. Yeah. Cause I lost like, I was down, to, I was like, I was like, um, I'm 200 pounds. I got down to 200 pounds. I've been, you know, going to the gym a lot and, you know, working out, you know, good. Yeah. It's just I mean, being consistent with that. And it's okay. You, you know, I don't want to say it's, we're, you're going to fall off and have moments where of moments of weakness, but like, you just want to right. try to repeat that good, consistent behavior, you know, of going to the gym and doing things that are better for you more often than not. And, and odds are going to increase that you're going to be happier and, and life is going to be better overall over time. Oh, uh, I mean, th- uh, th- that's cool. Um, I, I really appreciate uh, uh, talking to you. And, you know, you know, you know, it's a big, you know keep the fight going, you know. You know, I, I just kind of thought I'll get, I'll get I'll get honest, you know, you know, I wrote to you a few times. I, you know, I'm sorry about the dog because my cat died and my father died. And I was like, oh man, I know the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, I did. Thank you very much. And unfortunately that's, it's part of life and we're all, we're all going to have to experience that. And, you know, the the key is we just got to try to do our best and and honor them and remember them in a positive way and and just keep moving forward. And I appreciate you. yeah, I was like, when you were saying about, you know, how you feel about the dog and everything, and this guy comes on about wrestling, I do, he just lost a, a pet. And yeah, I yeah. Like, I mean, that's just stupid, I mean, you know. But that's, you know, hurt people try to hurt people, and that's what I, I've said that many times, and to me, and I'm in such a place mentally, I'm glad that he's at least, you know, I can handle it, because I know, I know that guy's hurting, and I know I'm not with all of it as yeah. far as I, and so, but the thing is, 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 I'm glad I'd rather it be me than somebody that can't handle it with that. And, uh, and I hope that you guys can see, you know, through my strength and everything that like, that we're not going to let people like that stop us. And and this is a great place to come hang out and talk and for good people. And so it's, we just got to keep moving forward and just try to keep on the good. And cause it's, it's, you know, the moment's over and my dog went away peacefully and and it's over with, and so he can never take that love away, or in the love that's going to continue to exist. And so, yeah, I just I just want to um, say hello, and I, I like your show, and you know, I, I mean, I like wrestling, but I, I don't talk about a lot about wrestling, you know, because you have other life to live and all that. But yeah, I, I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm a huge fan of you and you know, I just want to say hello, and I'm Boston, you know. I'll remember you, brother. I see your picture. I have a good memory, and you're welcome on any time, Patrick. You got something you want to say, or you got another question? Um, uh, no, thanks. So. I'll let some answer your questions. You know, just saying hello, and you know, and have a good day. <laughs> All right, Patrick. You too, and and you have a good one, and be safe out there. All right, you too. Bye bye. Good deal. Thank you very much, Patrick. Patrick from Boston. I'm not going to forget. You got that green on too. Celtics. Bring on Brody. <clears throat> Welcome everybody on the chat. Also, Ryback TV. Thank you for joining the show. Brody, what's going on? Welcome to the Ryback Show. What's up, Ryback? Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome, brother. What's going on? You know, I just listened to you guys, uh, and I heard you talk about the, the Hogan leg drop and the tag team, and it just brought me back. To one of my greatest memories, and I love wrestling to this day, I'm 48, was Las Vegas Showboat, 1985. 
Hulk Hogan versus Mr. Saito and Dave the Redneck Schultz. I and used leg- to you keep going because I'm going to tell a story after this. That's and he leg drops them both, puts one on top of the other, and pins them. And I was ten. It was one of the greatest. There's bleacher seating, you know, there in the old showboat. It's yep. no longer there, obviously. And I, we were on the top and the back, and I was with my dad, Coach McFarland. If you guys, anyone from Vegas out here will know who Coach Matt Dog McFarland is. Wait, brother, should you go to Western Nevada State Hall of Fame? I did. I was, uh, yeah. You were because you, you're. I'm 41, so you're older than me. But you, yeah, I, McFarland was my coach for a couple of years. Yeah, that's my dad. Oh, is it? 41. You're. Uh, you know Ryan. Yeah, Ryan was at Western. He was he was a yeah. year or two younger, I believe, or even three. Yeah, yeah he's forty now. So. so he was he was a class under me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So holy shit. Dad, yeah, my dad, my two older brothers, and my one younger brother, man, and we jumped down from the bleacher after he went. So he had his head split open. You know the sand from Mister Saito blew in his eyes. The salt, you know that that trick he used to do that game. And then he tagged them both. We jumped down. I remember I was 10. I jumped as high as I could, and I was able to touch his chest, get some blood on my hand. It was the greatest. <laughs> to this day, it was one of the greatest memories. I hold so true and dear to my heart, you know, because – and it was wrestling. So I was just thinking, did you ever have a, a match like that against a, a tag team that was really memorable, or would you want something like that? And – go ahead. Yeah, I'm trying to – so me and Axel, we, I mean, we – we wrestled a lot of the tag team, right? But never just you versus two. Like it was a, such a badass match to see some big giant. That was kind of his gimmick because he couldn't wrestle too. But he went on for like twenty minutes and, and just wrestled with them the whole time. It was awesome. Oh, you mean like yeah, like a handicap match sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those are, dude, brother. I want to do that when I I I love matches like that that are special attraction matches that are different than anything on the card because you could really lay those out really cool and do a lot of cool things. Like I love, I love matches like that. Like, like to me, I I joke around. Like I think of ideas all the time. Of like, if I wanted to show people, like you know, like if um, and then people, I just off the top of my head, but I've talked about this before. Like if people, if there was ever any doubt that I can't wrestle anymore when I and I'm coming back and like say AEW, they go, we don't know if this guy's if if he's going to be worth anything or that. I think that it would be fucking awesome That's why I brought to, it up. to do a two-on-one with the young bucks yes. in the ring and have their entrance and fucking do the old school ryback two-on-one yes. but do a different version of my two-on-one matches with the young bucks and go out there for 30 fucking minutes and show people but have it make sense and have it within the realm of everything and show 2023 ryback and like that's off the top of my head i've always every time i see those guys i go man when how they work and with my mind and like the things i know and what they know I go, we could do something fucking awesome on a two-on-one match with that. And, and like, different from what we did in WWE, but also, like, have a lot of really cool original elements in there still. That, if I was going to do one, that would be, like, that's off the top, on the top of my list. Like, that something. Because that would be a, people would have to want to watch that to, like, what the fuck is going to happen in this? Based off of our, the careers and everything. So, yes, but, um. That man, the back to, so there was a guy that used to come in. Story about showboat, I think, or something. Uh, there used to be this guy that came in when I worked at Gold's Gym, uh, in, in when I was 19 years old. This older guy used to come in there and he, he had a bit of a beer belly, but he was a big brawler like looking uh guy. He lifted weights every weekend in there early. Um, he always wore a black, uh, it was a faded black and white NWO uh tank top, 
And uh, he would tell me every, he would come talk to me about wrestling for an hour before he'd go work out every day. And uh, he would just tell me stories about how he always would go to the showboat and all the old school guys. So the moment you brought that up, I, that guy it, it popped in my head and he was the nicest guy. And I know he passed away many years ago, but he used to always share old school wrestling stories with all the guys at the showboat with me. And I, yeah, we just love. I saw Greg Ganya there. The high flyers. Yeah, man. So I can't. You're, you're McFarland's kid, man. He was so good to me. It, uh, it, it was my baseball coach there in the, the varsity all four years, but he put me on varsity and started me my freshman year. And he was awesome. Matt, he, he would be hard on me at times, but he was he was towards I think the end of his coach his last couple years yeah. coaching. Yeah. But he was like he was he was like I wish I would have because he was. Man, I, the Western was a lot better baseball wise, I think, before I got there. Yeah, it was back. Well, they had certain runs. You know, yeah, better runs. Run. When I got there, the school it, it, we we were we were a football school at that time. Yeah. We we were awesome in football, but baseball we weren't as good at overall compared to. But I'd always heard that they were a lot better. Yeah, they ended up. He he got inducted into the Nevada State Hall of Fame for coaching. Man, do about ten. Uh, maybe about ten years ago, eight years ago. That's so cool to be able to connect with you on here, man. <laughs> with, yeah, with I them. posted, uh, I posted a picture in the in the chat of my kids with signed pictures. You, them in their shirts. You actually signed a signed some pictures for them years ago. The only, only, only wrestling memorabilia I have to this. <laughs> right oh now wow! Is you and the kids? So I put it in the. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, chat. can get back and get some more. I appreciate you having that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I enjoy just tuning in every now. No, you're welcome on any time, man. I was, it's cool because I love hearing stories. Oh, in Vegas. Yeah, no, we got to. It's uh, it, it's crazy how much it's growing and how much it's changing with how it it's used wild to be. Out there. Oh, it, man, it's like the number one uh, entertainment sports destination right now. We just had. Do you see the Caesar's Palace? The guy had a, a woman in hostage in a room and broke the window and. Yeah, he's throwing furniture out the window. Yeah, for the people, we had the guy throwing furniture out all the top of the Caesar's Hotel yesterday with a police standoff out it's just fucking crazy everything it's just like but it's uh now we've got that sphere now they're putting they're gonna have marketing ads on that sphere 24 7 it's an entirely different thing i saw like the images they're doing i go but like i go man there's gonna be so many cool advertisements on that thing moving forward that would be great for your brand like man i would love like that big shell shock big freaking turtle shell yeah, brother, you could, there's so much you could do on it. Like, I was like, man, I hope I'm in a position to get feed me more nutrition on that one day. And like, that's, yeah. but that's, yeah. uh, it's crazy, but it, it's good to connect. I'm glad you're out here in Vegas yeah, I too. Share that antidote, man, with everybody. It was, it was awesome. Bro, you're welcome on any time, Brody. And uh, tell Ryan I said hello if you talk to him, please. I will, for sure. Good deal. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, good. Take care, bud. Wow. I hadn't heard that name in a while, Coach McFarland, man. He was, he was my baseball coach, though, in, in high school. Freshman, sophomore year. And then, and this is just so, if he would have stayed the coach, I would have stayed there. Because we had we got a new coach. He was this little guy. He was coach Myers. And he was, he was a real, he had little man syndrome. And so he always, he, he was an asshole to me for no reason. And I was... Me and, and my best friend, Kevin Salisbury, growing up, we were the two. We were the number three, four hitters. We were the guys on the team, <clears throat> essentially. <clears throat> and then the summer leagues, we we, we consistently were were in, did well. And uh, 
and he, but he was, he did not, for whatever reason, I, he, he wasn't as kind to me. But then my, my dad, that was the reason I left fucking the high school, my senior year. And, uh, my dad wanted me going to a better, with a better coach for, uh, for baseball with all of that, which is crazy how that led me to wrestling with all how the whole, everything all worked out, which it's just, it's wild how things get, you can connect them looking back. But that was, if McFarland would have stayed, I would have never had any, I wouldn't have left, left Western high school with that, which is always one of my, you can't change the past, but I always wish I graduated with all my friends that I grew up with my whole life. Cause we all went to school together all the way up. And then I went to a new school and, and I, you know, I may had some friends over there, but it wasn't the same. And, you know, think you just, it, it's fine. But I always consider Western, like Western high school is, is what was the high school that I went to, you know, Palo Verde. I went there for one year and it, it's, and it's, it's a beautiful, great school, but I, uh, I always connect my history to Western. So West side, that was our, our little thing in football with, a we'd go through the little, the, the routines and then you try to intimidate the other school. And, uh, we were like a predominantly, uh, black school not not predominantly but very very strong black presence and uh it was always the west side and then we'd listen to murder murder kill kill which by the way is by it's called shell shock the name of the song which i never even connected until years later that that was our theme song in the in the locker rooms that when we were fucking we were a killer football team we i was the starting linebacker middle linebacker fullback and uh the kicker with that played every never no rest every which way we were undefeated my freshman year. I think we had one loss JV. We were fucking, I, we had a really strong record junior year and our senior year. We were supposed to be, that was the year state expectations. And then I, I bounced and went to the other one and my, actually my team Paolo, we beat them, but we were not as good as them, but I was, we beat them that, that year, the one time we played them. So that's my Al Bundy <laughs> relive my glory days of high school moment. I did score four touchdowns too, as a halfback, and uh, that was JV against Bishop Gorman at Sam Boyd Stadium. I had three rushing touchdowns and a, a recovered fumble return for four touchdowns in one game. Polk High for life. There we go. Let's go, Rorlo. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Ryback Show. Hi, Ryback. How you doing, bud? Hi. Yeah, all good, thank you. Very good. So, somebody just did an Uncle Rico. I could throw a football. I bet I could throw a football over them mountains. Uncle Rico, <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite, one of my one of the great characters of our past. Oh, I love that. I love that film. First time I saw Napoleon Dynamite, I was with a girl in high school that I had a huge crush on, and we we started going out. Dusty Roberts, um, who by the way went to Alabama. Uh, and played softball, and I stopped when I moved from Vegas to McDonough, Georgia, 23 years old for WWE, moved across country. I stopped and stayed a week with her with her, and watched her softball games, and uh, we reconnected out there. But I had a brief little run with Dusty Roberts in high school. She brought me to her house, and I'll never forget this. Her like dad was like a – she came from a Mormon household. I remember I had to meet her family and then like they let us go watch a movie and like what are the, the, the room and she chose Napoleon Dynamite. And I thought it was the, the craziest. I didn't understand the movie at all. And I just thought, I go, what is wrong? What is wrong with like, I go, this is the, watching it. yeah. And then I went back and watched it later 
and I and I just I go, this is the greatest movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't get it the first time I watched it, probably because my mind was elsewhere. So. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's, it's like a low budget movie, but it was, it was really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, Uncle Rico is one of my. This, there's so many little great little things in that movie. So yeah, yeah. I think I think they had the vote for Pedro M. T. Shirt as well. Yeah, vote for Pedro, man. There's so many things. <laughs> that Kip, man, the the Kip, with all the little scenes with him. The yeah, <laughs> mom goes to college. Uh, yeah, What's on your mind today? Um, not a lot really. I'm just calling just to say, um, you know, just all the positivity, all the positivity that you bring. It, um, you know, it helps a lot of people a lot, and um, it's done a great deal for me. Um, I was down in the dumps, feeling sorry for myself, and it's. Um, I listened to your um, thing about depression and stuff. I mean, I wasn't depressed. I was just feeling sorry for myself, and you yeah. know, it's really. Gave me a kick up the ass, and you know, I've sorted myself out, got myself out of debt, and all that. And my life's brilliant. So it's just a call to say thank you. Thank you, man. And you know, it, it, like we're all gonna have moments, of, and like life is it can it can kick our ass. And but I, you know, something I always tell myself, and I have it written down on my boards, and because I, I go, life is about trying. And I was yeah. like, we just got to pick what we want to try at, and there's nothing wrong if we don't want to try certain things. But like anytime I find myself trying to talk myself out of something or like just trying to like you get too comfortable and I just I, I just go fucking goddamn it. Go fucking try. Just yeah. like because like otherwise, like we're born and we die. And like we can, yeah. like this this fucking life is what we make of it, man. Like it could be the most miserable, fucking horrible existence on, on it could be hell or we can make it heaven. And, you know, we don't need to be the richest people in the world. But like I, I really believe and I, and I want to stress this is in this day and age, this technology is is absolutely amazing. And with this amazing technology comes a lot of bad as well. But yeah. I think if we can, like, I want this this show to be a positive place that we could all come and and, and, and have fun and laugh and talk about serious things, talk about wrestling and, and just fucking have a good time. But like, if there's one thing that I think we could all get from all of this, it's like, but have real human connections or things in our day that give us happiness that we can look forward to and it can kind of, it can help us get through those bad moments. And so I appreciate that. And I hope that like, I can continue to do this for you guys. Cause it like, it helps me too, man. It gives me something guidance. You know, I get up four or five every morning. I know I have to keep my routine and get these things done and get my stuff. This keeps me on track. I don't get caught up in the alcohol and the drugs because I know what I want to get back to and I work for yeah. myself. So I have to motivate myself to do all this stuff. And so like when it's like, I enjoy doing this show so fucking much now every day, like with this and talking to you guys. So thank you. No, that's fair, fair, thank you. I mean, I, I've been a fan of the show since day one, and I loved you in WWE. So I can't wait until you come back and kick him Goldberg's ass. Thank you. Shout out to the Brooklyn Brawler as well. Yeah, Brawler, Brawler's listening again today. Brawler, yeah. we'll see if we get a Brawler's Corner today. I uh, hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's, that's all right. Thank you so much, and um, have a good day. You're welcome, buddy. You're welcome on any time. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Take care now. You Bye. too, bud. Bye. Bye. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very, very much. Let's go, David. Bring on David. But I really do mean that, though, like with the guys like this is I want this to be a positive place. And and, and sure, we're going to have shitheads that call in. And, and I'll probably let them come on and, and have a run from time to time. And, and it's fun and get some laughs and whatnot. But. It's, uh, I, I look forward to doing this every day. 
David, welcome to the Ryback Show. What's on your mind? The bottom left button, Dave, the speaker. I think you guys to go from red to purple. Is it on now? I can hear you now. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, I don't know, but I uh, sent you a couple uh, tweets before. You did, you did respond, and that really made my day. Thank you. I don't know what it was, but I, I, I try to interact when I can. Sometimes people get yeah, mad if you just heart things or like, uh, oh, you just hearted it. Like I'm like, I can't respond. I go, there's 10 social media platforms. And like I'm running around the day like with a chicken with its head cut off. I'm like, I can't stop every single thing. And But when I can, I try to. Yeah, I know. And that just really, it, 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 it just really uh, just made me just, just freaking shocked me sorry sorry for the foul language oh it's always we we i keep that explicit con uh logo strong on the podcast so we're good okay <laughs> <laughs> no censorship it's, here not until it but maybe if i sign a deal with another plate but i work for feed me more llc so fuck shit piss hell damn fuck guys let's go <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate it, David. You're welcome on. It blew my mind that, like, so many people are calling calling you um, so, so many hateful things. But I, I, I just, I never expected you to uh, actually respond. But. No. There was one. There was one question I did have. Okay. I can get to it because um, I I am an actual brain cancer survivor, and I do have memory loss. So I understand. Yeah. Thank you. What would you like to ask me? Yeah. Um. I noticed right before you left um, WWE, I had no idea, but they had to, like, I think it was your last match or your last two matches, they had you dressed up like Goldberg. <clears throat> so that wasn't that they, so not, so again, just so you can under, understand, none of that was ever to dress like Goldberg. It was, that was so. The story behind that is, is Vince, I did a segment where I ran in and made a save during, I believe I saved Ziggler, I think on, on a segment and I ran out and it was, I didn't have to be in my wrestling gear. And we'd always had, we'd have to get it approved like, like by the producers. Like if you don't go out in your gear and then you're on the road wrestling four or five nights a week. And if you're just doing a run in, like, so you're like, and you wanted something, you remember like the rock or people would just show up in their athletic pants and like, and so like I had my athletic yeah, yeah. pants and my shoes and I just wanted to go with my shirt off and that, and I go, and I, so I ran out with my, just my athletic pants and my Nike, my work, essentially my workout pants and, and shoes and, and made the save. And uh, I get to the back and, uh, and somebody, go, Oh brother, you shouldn't have went out there like that. And it was, I think it was Michael Hayes. I go, I go, why not? He all oh, Vince wants you in trunks now. And uh, I go, what the fuck are you talking about? And, and he goes, he goes, oh, he didn't realize you were that ripped and jacked. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm always in this shape. 
And I, I go, I pull my straps down almost every match. You, I, I have shots for years of my abs popping. Like, like what, is, what the fuck is going on? But so I just blow it off. And I, I just go about my day. Mark Carano then comes up to me. He goes, you get the memo? He goes, we, you need to get trunks made. I go, I'm not getting trunks made. I go, I'm, you guys took me from trunks and put me in the singlet. I go, we, we kill it on action figures. I go, I like this. And so anyways, I'll go, I'll go my thing is, is I'm going to go talk to Vince if I'm going to. And I'll go, and I'd learned this at this point, but I ignore it for a few weeks because I was already fed up with other things. So like, I just wait to boil it as far as I could boil it. And then I finally, they're like, what's the deal with the trunks? I go, yeah, go. I, I need to talk to Vince. And so I went and it was at a TV at Washington, D.C. And uh, and I, I, me and Vince and go in there. This was the, the conversation where he had the Louis Vuitton bag and, and we talked for like 20, 30 minutes about fucking lifting weights. And that's where he revealed to me that his bag had no papers in it that I always thought were like important WWE documents, brother. He had all his, his, his over-the-counter supplements in this Louis Vuitton bag that he carried around all the time. And he was like, he's like, people think I've got business, you know, memos and, and, and documents in here. And he opens it up and shows me all his supplements. And like, it was like the amount of supplements I take and like all my pill cases. And we were just joking about how we're meatheads, but like enjoy, like it was, it was a, probably the most honest, nice conversation I've ever had with him that didn't deal with any politics or bullshit. And we just, it was probably our best conversation we ever had. And it didn't have anything to do with wrestling on that and then he he finally gets the business and he so what's the deal he goes with the, with the singlet and then i so i pleaded my case to him i said i go this is my superhero outfit and i go and when you you gave me this and you told me you wanted me in the black singlet and i looked at that as an opportunity to let my creativity shine and i go i believe and i go overall with everything from the theme music and me and the production and everything that we do i go when people think of ryback i go it's a singlet and i shared a story with him I go when I would see fans a lot. This happened so many times that I go to get my point across to them. I go, fans would always ask me whether when they would see me, whether I was in a store or the gym or an appearance, they'd go, where's the singlet? And I go, people identified me for whatever reason as Ryback in that singlet. And I, and when I, so I told him all of this and I go, I go, obviously I go, you've made a lot of action figures with me that have done very well. I go, we have a lot of canvas on here for me to express my creativity and I told him about the colors and the color schemes and using the multiple colors and how kids identify with those. He literally, he had no, he goes, I agree with everything you just said. He goes, let's keep you in the singlet. And so that I, I, it was a very good conversation. And I learned a lot. You just have to communicate and you got to be able to get your points across and all that. And he very well could have said no on that. And I would have honored him had he still wanted me to switch to trunks. Cause he ultimately at the end of the day is the boss on that. But my things, when I finally got to, to the end of my time in WWE and I knew that I was going to be leaving, that was my final thing to him was just to show him that what I was leaving because he wanted me in the trunk. So all I had at the first TV that I had that I knew that I was going to start kind of essentially, I don't want to say playing games, but like I was, I was on my way out. And so I was just kind of letting them know, like, I'm just going to do what I feel like doing now. And I'm going to, I feel like just wearing my, my under trunks out there. I'm not, all I had was black under trunks. And so it was never though, that was not done to try to be Goldberg. It was done to just essentially, I'm just going to go do what I want before I leave and I'll follow the rules. I'll do everything you want. You want me to put over Kalisto? I have no problem. I'll do anything. And, and that was what that was. But I eventually got the logo put on for the final couple months and, 
but it was never once, uh, it was never them, never trying to be Goldberg, nothing to do with it. No, I, I, I know you would never try to be Goldberg. You're, honestly, I, I know you're a really proud, you're a really proud wrestler, and I, I found it even cooler when you actually we changed your name to uh, Ryback, so uh, Vince wouldn't try and uh, it allowed it allowed me to win everything, and it was it, it was that. That is a very important thing that I have now moving forward that not a lot of wrestlers have that is going to be, you know, I, and I've tried to ex- explain this to people too on the trademark end. I could have one hot year that will make up for, for seven missed years. Just from a financial standpoint now with everything that I have with that. And so it, it, it's a very powerful thing. And for branding, it, it is, you know, and I still go by Ryan for the people. I don't make people call me Ryback and, anything but it was it was something that i wanted to do personally and professionally to protect myself and with everything and, and it was it, it needed it needed to be done and i would not be in the position i'm in if i did not do that so but i, I appreciate the support and the great questions and i hope i hope you come on more david oh man I'm, I, yeah <laughs> i'm already on board man Good deal. Well, I hope you have a great day and good luck with everything. Keep going one day at a time, and I look forward to having you back. All right. Well, see ya. You always be my superhero. Thank you, David. Very cool. Thank you very much. I like that picture of you and McFoley, too, man. Mick's a great guy. He's a lot of people's favorites for good reason. Guys, I'm not going to make you guys wait too much more. The uh, I think maybe... We've got a little special ending to today's Ryback show, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take it home. It's uh, I think it's time for Brawler's Corner, and uh, seeing what we got today with the Brooklyn Brawler. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, man? Ah, Brawler, Brawler's Corner, everybody's favorite segment. You're talking about Brooklyn PT. You're talking about Madison Square Garden. You're talking about how much we had to pay. When we got in there, I know what you're talking about because I had to pay for the parking too. You can confirm that that I'm not lying on that. Then thank you. No, no, they, they charged us. It was an expensive thing across <clears throat> the street. But uh, I just want to say, I want to call this this Brawler's Corner the beginning. This is how it all began. I was never really a wrestling fan. I watched wrestling with my brothers and friends. But we were bodybuilders. Okay. So we, we looked at the we looked at the wrestlers. Like I was always a fan of Bruno San Martino. So I, I worked my chest like a madman. So I got a bigger chest. My brother always liked Billy Graham. So he got big giant biceps. So we were in we were into all that stuff. So as I got older, I'd never been to a live event in my life. Someone gave me free tickets to Madison Square Garden. They gave me like three or four tickets. I think it was four. And I brought my friends. I asked them. I said, you guys want to come to the garden and see the matches? They go, fuck yeah. It's free. We'll go. I've never been to a match in my life. I go to Madison Square Garden. I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm mesmerized. I'm watching everything. And, and the guy next to me says to me, I could tell you've never been to a wrestling match before. I don't know who the guy was. I said, how do you know this? He goes, because you look like you're really into the show. When I was looking at the show, I, I was fascinated by the fact 
the way they were wrestling. And I would say to myself, yeah, he hasn't been a headlock. He's throwing him in. If that was me, I wouldn't let go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? When you think of the logic of it. So the guy goes to me, you know what? If you go to this bar that's four blocks away, it's called the Savoy. He goes, you can meet every one of these wrestlers because they always go to the bar right after the show. So I said, I looked at my friends. They all said, yeah, fuck yeah, we'll go. So I waited after the show. At the time, it was uh, Bob Backlund was the champion. It was Don Morocco. It was Jimmy. Oh, wow. It was Pedro Morales. All the listeners probably don't even know these people. I, Bob Backlund is one of my favorite wrestlers and people to this day. I wrestled him about 10 times. He is a fitness machine. He was. He used to hang upside down with... Uh, you know, in the dressing room with those with those shoes, and he's hanging upside down, yep. stretching wide out, and uh, he, he he was a very very into his cardiovascular. Maybe body. one of the best cardio specimens of all time. With with uh, the stories I've heard of his cardiovascular conditioning, physically, not a lot of people thought like physically, but he he was a an all natural, just hard working conditioning machine. He was. He was. He, you know, I became really good friends with him too. But anyway, we're young. I'm about 22, 23. And okay. We, we start walking towards, towards the Savoy. It was like three or four blocks away. So I go, I think it's on this block. They told me it was right on this block. We're walking. I see a guy walking out of a bar, taking a piss in the street, not even <laughs> feeling himself. It was King Kong Moscow. <laughs> and I'm saying, oh, my God. I don't know what we're walking into. But fucking You're pretty drunk if that's going down. Yeah, he was. He just walked outside. He's just like a fist in front of everybody. Yeah, I don't care. He was looking at me or nothing. He was uh, back in the bar. So I said, "Here we go." I we walked in there. My friend sat down at the bar. Me, I got up and I walked over. There was Mister Fuji. There was uh, there was uh, Schnooker was there. There was Bob Orton Jr. was there. Arnold Scolan was there. So what? So uh, Arnold Scolan is talking to Mister Fuji. I walk up and I go. You know, I'd never been to a show before in my life, and I uh, and he cut me off right there. Mr. Fuji goes, can't you see we're talking? We're talking. Don't bother us. I said, oh, fuck, strike one. <laughs> strike one. So I, I, I got away, and then I, I go over to uh, and sit at the bar right next to Jimmy Snooker. I go, you know, Jimmy, I've never been to a show before. He goes, Buddha, that means a lot. How did you like it? That's, how, that's my impression of Jimmy. It was good. I said, Jimmy... I'll be honest with you, it hooked me. I think I, I think I want to be a wrestler now. He goes, brother, if it's in your heart, you will become it. If you do it for money, forget it. If it's in your heart, you can do anything you want. That inspired the shit out of me. Yeah. And I got to know him very well. I shared rooms with him and everything. So oh wow. Every every month they ran the garden. So I started buying tickets and going to the Savoy every every single time, going to the Savoy every time. After like three or four, now I'm getting to know the guys a little better. They started calling me, hey, Steve, how you doing? You know, they started getting to know me. Yep. So then I go to, uh, I go over to Mr. F uh, uh, Arnold Scholar and I say, Arnie, you remember me? He goes, yeah, kid, you're the kid who comes in here all the time. He goes, what do you need? He goes, he goes I go, you know, I really want to be a wrestler. So he talks to Fuji and Carney. Now, I don't, I don't know if Carney was Carney wasn't around when you were in the business either. I mean, we'd heard of it, and people, it was you no know one. It was yeah, that was long gone, pretty much. Yeah, so Carney yeah. was real big when I was when I first got in. He was like, "This guy, we as aunts, he is yeah, in the business 
he tells that to, to, to uh, Fuji. They both laugh. He goes, you know, kid, you want to get in the business? Show up. First, he goes, go get some experience. So I'm like, okay. So what I did was I got out of the uh, out of the Savoy and I took judo lessons. I started getting judo lessons and I, I took judo for about six months. Now I'm about 240. I thought I was huge, but I was like more body fat, but I still had like 19 inch arms. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was, I was pretty big. So we're learning, we're learning, we're, you know, he's teaching me judo, he's teaching me judo, he's doing more like sit-ups and this and do this, do that. So then he, then he tests me, he puts me against, uh, he tooks me against uh, seven degree black belt. I took the seven degree black belt, we went to go lock up, I double leg dived him, I, I laid on the top of him, I put my forearm into his, into his throat, and I held him down, he couldn't get up. The, the judo teacher got pissed off at me. He goes, that is not the technique that I taught you. And, uh, and I had a wrestling magazine in my bag. I showed, him a, I showed him a picture of the magazine with a guy in an abdominal stretch. He goes to me, that is not a legitimate hole. Go back to your friends. And you better go back to where you came from and, and talk to them. He goes, you're in a different world than, than what we're teaching here. That's what he told me. Yeah. So I go back into the, I go back to the garden again. I go back into the Savoy yard. He goes, I go, I go, Arnie, I got experience. I did judo for six months. I says, uh, he goes, okay, kid, I'll tell you what, show up in Shirley, Long Island. I said, holy shit. I said, okay. I show up in Shirley, Long Island. I was like you, I was in sweatpants and sneakers, this and that. I took my shirt off. And he puts me in the ring with Jimmy Snooker, Ray Stevens. Uh, I, think, I don't know if it was Morocco. It was Ray Stevens, Snooker, uh, it was like three or four guys in there. He goes, go from each guy and take a slam, take a slam, take a slam. I took about 20 slams in a row. Yep. I said, holy fuck, this is killing me. You know what I mean? Because you know what a slam is. Those like, the first, training. yeah. It is, you'll never forget your first day of training. So they get they get out of the ring, and then I start to get out. So Scholar goes, not you. And then there's another thing you brought up, which brought the story up. He goes to Mr. Saito. He goes, in Carney. Kiazet in the Riazing, teach the Kiazai, Aliyah's Essen. Get in the ring and teach the guy a lesson. Yep. So he, he, he grabs me in a belly to belly and he suplexes me. He goes to me, heavy, after I took the bump. And I thought it was a compliment, you know, because I said, yeah, I'm big, I've been working out. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not yeah. Meanwhile, he was knocking me because I didn't know the business at all. Yeah, I couldn't help him. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't help him. I couldn't get up and take the so i learned the hard way you know what i mean so they get out of the ring and then they give me my they give me my first match with sd jones i froze and then kurt henning goes to me he was in territory too he was he looked like richie cunningham in the happy days you know he, was, he, he didn't look like mr Perfect. yeah and then he vince sent him away he said this kid's too good send him to oregon so he said fly to oregon and come to my house and i'll meet you and I did. I flew to Oregon. I went to his house. He picked me up in his car. It was I remember it was a Chevy Select. Wait, who was this? Kurt Henning. Oh, so you went, okay. Oh, I didn't know this. All right. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't look like Mr. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. He looked like Richie Cunningham. But he, but he, uh, he goes to me, I'm going to challenge you. Sandy Barr was the uh, promoter. 
I don't know if you heard that name before, but he uh, he said to me, I'm going to challenge anybody out of the audience. I want you to stand up. He goes, I, I want you to accept the challenge. So he did. He, he called me up. He goes, he, 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 he challenged me. And I saw, I got up. I started walking towards the dressing room. All the boys stood in front of the uh, the dressing room, wouldn't let me in. And then I got to Carney again. He smears on, Leah's enemy is in. He's smart, let him in. Yeah. You know what I mean? They let me in. They gave me a pair of tights and they gave me a boots because he told me, bring your boots and tights. I didn't have any. They gave them to me. Wow. So, uh, so he said, just grab a headlock and hang on. And that's all he said. Don't let the headlock go. So I, I grab him in a headlock and he's fucking flying. You know the shit he did. He was like, uh, you know, he's flipping on the rope. Yeah. Going outside, I was holding him. He grabbed the barricades. He was pulling the barricades into the ring. And uh, he did all that shit. Then he belly to back, you know, give me a belly to back suplex. Then he picked me one, two, three. Then he wrote me, wrote me for about a fucking year about it. No, you know, he did all that shit. I just beat you with a belly to back. You know, he was a river. Yeah, yeah. But I never realized that that experience would lead to the way it led to in my career. That is such a, like, that is so not normal of, a, a, like, how anything to getting into the business now. That's how I got in. That is, how did you, you, how did you start the business? Did you start? Developmental, year? essentially. We're getting signed by, by oh, yeah, right. yeah, I came in through the TV show and then got fired and then got rehired as, as a wrestler. But even then, like, that, my story is, is unique in that and different. But, like, other guys have to, on the independence, it's just, like, you got, like, but you, you you went to that bar over and over to, to establish a little bit of, of a relationship with the guys enough to where like, but that like it, showing that determination and like it, it's just what a it, it, I don't know it's just crazy that like you literally and Kurt Henning like what are the odds of like it's good that you you just kept obviously you had to have been a decent person and where people they took a liking because those guys I'm sure yeah. they dealt with people all the time that said they wanted yeah, to be a fucking wrestler. Kurt was green too. Kurt was green, but he was talented. But he, but he took a liking to me. They all took a liking to me then. And then, and then, uh, and then, what's going to happen next is going to be the next Brawler's Corner story. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. No. So, Brawler, on that, did you then? Did you I essentially just you know, learn? Did you just do matches and no real training? I was, I was just Steve Lombardi. No, well, my training was street fighting. Yeah, I was, I was, I was a guy that would get fights in the street. I feared no one. You know, my mother, she had a journal, which she kept when we were little kids. And, uh, you know, as we got older, she was, you know, like I was three years old or four years old. And I still got the, the journal. She, she said, you know, Stephen keeps fighting with his brothers. He's not, he's got no fear of anyone. I think when he gets older, he might be a wrestler. She wrote that when I was three. Whoa. Could you believe that? I that mean, is... Actually, I posted that too. I posted the actual letter. I completely. I showed it. I showed it to Stephanie. I showed it to Vince. I, I mean, it's insane. I you know what? I, that's so cool, man. With the, you know, when I was eleven, I won the contest or twelve. Sorry for the. I won all the front row tickets when I my first live event outside of when I was a kid. But when I when I was five. But the this was I was my this was my peak, just in love with wrestling. And uh, I wrote this heartfelt letter to the news on why I should be picked for the, all these front row contests for the, the contest for News 13 in Vegas, but it was literally that I was going to be a pro wrestler and that it would 
it was like, this is going to be my life. And it would like how essentially though it would pay off to pick me because like, I'm going to end up making it. Nobody else is going to make it. I'm going to do this. Like I knew though, like I was going to do it. Like, I don't know. It's just a weird thing with people that make it. You just like, and you being that young, your mother just like kind of knew it's crazy. Yeah, but why would you say that? There's just weird little connections you could always make with little things that like, I don't know, man. She wrote it down. She even say it. She wrote it in her. uh, Yeah. But you just mothers can sometimes know those things. I, what it's just fucking. I, I don't know. This is what, one of those unexplainable things. But it's cool as shit. She had no. I had no fear of anyone my entire life. Even if a guy was like the size of you, and I was like, uh, I think you'd be a little afraid. I would not back. <laughs> I would not back down. I'd rather get my ass. Kicked I know. I know. I'm giving you a hard time, brawler. I know, I know you are. I know you are. But I'm just saying that that's. Uh, I hope that was a sufficient brawler. I I love it. That's your introduction into the business. I think I've never heard that before. Yeah. So what are we going to title it? Uh, we'll all call it Brooklyn Brawlers. Uh, Steve Lombardi's introduction into the business, or something like that. Yeah, I'll put it. I'll get a title with that for the so the story. Probably I'm going to put that because that way people know what they're going to. And I love when you put on Twitter. You put a picture of me elbowing you. You you advertise the actual show. Yeah. With that, that was pretty cool. I wanted to get that image. I like just using different images I've never used before. And that one, I I, had, I was like, oh, he, if he shows up today, and then I'll, I'll put that on the YouTube as well. So yeah. that's yeah, the I'm perfect pretty, image. For the next few days because I got shots. I got so many bookings, it's ridiculous. I, I, that makes me so happy. I hope to see you here eventually here really soon. What, in Vegas? Wherever, man. I'm going to oh, be. If get, I get to Vegas, I'm going to look you up. Yeah, Stevie. I just did Stevie Ray's show uh, a few weeks ago, and he's coming out eventually soon. And I'm hopefully hook up with him when he comes out. If you ever come out here, let me know. I, I'll yeah, make time. you No, I, I'm up in the, by the mountains up north, but I'm not far. It, it all that. It, it, I, I love yeah. driving, so. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, me and my wife are take a vacation too. She loves to. She loves to go to the casinos and shit like that. Yeah, like up where I am, like, it's uh, there's a casino up by me. As well, uh, like the, they have casinos in every direction out here. There's only one. It's like a resort and hotel casino. It's really nice though, but uh, it's not. It's not the strip. Married in Vegas, you know that. The what? I got married in Vegas. Oh, really? Candlelight Wedding Chapel. Does it still exist? I don't know. I man, shit, they have so many the, brawler. There's so many marriage. The the they got the one that Hunter and Stephanie went through for TV. The drive through. That they did right. many years. They've got Elvis impersonation wedding. They've got a little Michael Jackson wedding. Like they, Lionel Richie. Yeah. They've got everything you can imagine. There's probably a thousand different quick get way married, quick ways to get married, and then other more elaborate ones as well. And we stood at the the hacienda, which is no longer there. My and dad brawler. You prop. My dad was a bartender there for many years. You're no, Roger Dodger. I he was. He was there, and then he went to the Monte Carlo when they imploded the Hacienda. But you well, probably, my dad might have served you a drink. <laughs> well, he wouldn't have known. I was nobody back then. He wouldn't even know who I was. You were a kid. But uh, you know who we met that day? Red Fox. No shit. Yeah, we met him in the street. My wife was in a wedding dress and congratulated us. He was in a red Mercedes. He was performing in the Hacienda. Wow. Triple X on the, uh, on the billboard. You know, because he was a dirty, yeah. Of but he was a very nice guy, very 
very, very, you know, it's really weird. One day I woke up in the morning and I told my wife I had a dream about Red Fox. I don't know why, but I dreamt about Red Fox and I went to the front door and the front, uh, and the front page, it was Red Fox passes away. Is that weird? It, it's, I'm telling you, it's life, these little coincidences of things and like, it, it's. I know, it's, it's crazy, man. It really is. It's crazy. But I got to hold back on some of the, like, like after, after the break in with the sport and all that, I want to hold back because when we get, you know, I don't, I don't want to run out of stories. But if anybody wants to buy, I have a book out. It's on Kindle and it's on, and it's an audio book and it's, it's on all the media things. But it's called Brawler Unfiltered. And it's got all the pictures about when I brought Andre to my mother's house. It's got, it's got all that, all the pictures of me as a child. It's got every, every picture you come out, it's on the Kindle one. On the audio, I did the audio. Oh, so you're probably on Audible as well. Yeah, I'm on the Audible where I did the Audible is where I get my books. I'm gonna. I haven't listened to that. I'm gonna get that. What it's called, Brawler Unfiltered. But it's it talks about my family life when I grew up. Okay. There was a lot of ups and downs, like with tragedies and. Yeah, I don't want to give it away. Yeah, yeah, no. Let let let's let get some sales on this Brawler. It's. No, you've got the. Well, I'm okay with the pacing. I, you, you have great stories. I, I love listening to these. So, yeah, but I mean, you think I gave you enough today, bro? That's why I, I love it. That's the perfect way to close the show today. I love it. I love it too. I love. I love going on it. But like I told you, I probably won't be on for a few days. That's okay. I hope your appearances go well and everything goes well, and you have safe travels. And we all be back. We'll be on next week if you want to pop yeah, in. So yeah, when you see, when you see my name, it's gonna be like two or three days from now because. Uh, I, you know, in Canada, it's going to be weird, you know? Yeah. I'll be busy and all kinds of bullshit. Well, I, I hope everything goes well out there. I'm going to sell a legitimate eight-knuckable Schwartz jersey. You no shit. You think it'll go? I think so, yeah, no doubt. People love wrestling memorabilia with that stuff. That's... Dude, I, I sold everything. You know how much I got for the... You know what I hate about the dark side of the ring, which somebody brought up on your show? Yeah, what's that? When they, when they showed the death of, of Matt Bourne... They, they didn't show the part where Vince called my house and told me to go to Matt Bourne's, uh, go to the Cleveland airport and pick up the outfit for Matt Bourne and then fly to and fly to uh, to Stanford and get a, a painting lesson from the lady and she'd give me all the paint and then go all the way to Calgary and, and wrestle in, for the World Wrestling Federation Championship against Bret Hart as Doink. They, they left it all out. They, they pulled yeah. Apollo, that Apollo kid. I don't, that's where I was saying, like, I, stuff, like, you never know, like, I, like is, is some things that they're going to get, and then you never know, they're not going to, they're, they're never going to be able to get everything, and, like, are they, you don't understand, I know what you're talking about, like, it's. Yeah, like Undertaker, <laughs> like, uh, uh, Warrior, I wrestled 47 days in a row, they showed me the piece, maybe one, 30 seconds. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all the, all the stories and the Hall of Fame and all the stuff we've done together and everything. I feel like, it, well, too, like just by nature, the dark side of the ring, to me, it, 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 it's insinuating. It's just it's negative. Like, yeah. it, where, and so they're, they're just purposely looking for like things to create drama and controversy yeah. and, and that nothing yeah. that people are going to do. And people are, I understand the appeal to all of that. But like, uh, to me, I, I, I don't know. I like the pieces I, they do that are more, a little more positive in general. Well, dark. That's why it's called dark side. Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's, they're adver- it's 
they're advertising as is. So steroid trial today. What's up? I watched the steroid trial today. Is that on the dark side? Yeah, it's on there. You got to go like to episode one and look down the row. I watched the uh, Doink the Clown one. I watched the Warrior one. I watched, I'm starting to watch it now. Because I got that, you got the kind of remote where you can talk to. No, I don't, no. I, I didn't, they, they have remotes you can talk to? I didn't, I'm. Yeah, I, I just, I said to say, uh, like, like I'm on Rock's episode. Did you ever see that? No. All you got to do is say, like I saw my remote, episode two, uh, no, uh, season two, episode eight, Corpus Christi. It's got an actor playing me and an actor playing Young Rock. And Rock commentates the whole thing about how, how I had his first match ever. Did they ever get any insight from you on that or no? Well, they didn't do a story about that. But they all know it because Rock, Rock sent me a giant picture with... Uh, yeah, I remember you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the picture he sent me... And, I called him up. I said, Rock, can you take that picture, turn it sideways, and shove it up the <laughs> You, I Brawler, you need to send Rock, you need to send Rock the same picture of you. <laughs> no, I've sent the pictures before. One time he put me over. I got a picture with him, like, in a boxing position, me and him, you know, boxing each other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, one time he put it over, and he, and he, and he reached, he quoted it, and he said, uh, this is the WWE legend I had my very first match with, Corpus Christi. To eighteen thousand strong, much loved. That's what he put. Man, you know, you want to know something? I, but uh, I'll end it with this. I always think this about The Rock because he's so such a motivated individual. Um, I always question because, like, and I wasn't there during his run in WWE, but I've heard stories of like the of the of the click and different things, and people making maybe like as he was getting popular. Then obviously him and Stone Cold, and they're the two that everybody you know that period. But like. That rivalry, they're very, they are very—they both have talked about it. They were very competitive with each other and always wanted to outdo each other. But I always felt like Vince Stone Cold was always number one and Rock was number two. If you watch that episode, they show Stone Cold and Hunter in the dressing room hoping he does bad against me. Yeah, so this is where I'm getting at with all of this because I always look at things on, on what creates hunger and motivation for people, and I go – the rock and he had all the success in WWE, but there was a lot of still probably getting held back at different points of like, and stone cold was always kind of considered number one. I feel and rock was always kind of considered number two, even though it was, it was probably neck and neck, but I feel like that motivation that lit a fire even more under him that he, I'm going to be even a fucking bigger star when he leaves. And like that has fueled his run that he's had. Get out of here. We don't know who y'all. Go back to Florida, you piece of shit. Jeez. You know I mean? But I said to him, just shut up and listen. And they, and they actually show us talking in the ring. And uh and Rock and Rock commentates the whole thing. And he and then uh I beat the fuck out of him and I grab him a reverse chin lock and he goes to me right in the ring, you can hear him saying, What do we do now? I said, You shut the fuck up and you see if they care about you. <laughs> That's what I said. And then he starts raising his hand slowly, and the clapping starts. The clapping starts, and then when he raises his hand all the way up, the clapping was fucking erupting. And I says, "Now's the comeback. Make it good." He gave me he gave me two fucking elbows. He hit the rope. Then he started fucking bumping the shit out of me. Then he beat me with a sunset flip, and the people pop. And then and then in the back they show they show Hunter looking Stone Cold, and Stone Cold gives that smile like and nods his head like yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It did it right. You know, awesome. I mean, 
I mean, did you ever see the match with me and Shawn Michaels? Somebody posted. I mean, yeah, I went and watched it. Oh, but I forgot to tell you that I did. I went and watched it. Yeah. It was hard to see because the guy who posted it put the YouTube thing, the YouTube uh, thing on the bottom. I saw no. I could. I saw it was man. That was good, brawler. I saw, dude. The, you're lucky on that China Hurricanrana spot. Yeah, did you see that? I that was that was yeah, stiff. Like on how that that how your head came down. But, yeah, but remember when I told you the double knot? I had to hit the heads together. And yeah. Went to his stomach, and I kicked him. I I told you every move perfectly. When, when you I, did. You recited that pretty accurately on everything. Spot on. Yeah. I mean, I can't. How do you make a, a YouTube video the actual? Like in other words, where you just hit the go button. See, I'm not, I'm not tech savvy. I'm not tech savvy that way. So the guy who posted that tweet tried to post that match where the people could see a picture of it where they could just hit the arrow. Is that possible? I don't. The I don't know. See, I don't even know how to take a YouTube video and make it a make it a tweet. You know. Oh know well, you got usually on that. What you got to do is. Uh, Somebody would have to probably screen record it or have the hard file. So if you go to YouTube and watch that video, you'd essentially then you'd screen record the the whole match where you you put your video. How do you screen record it? How do you screen record? You got it. The top right of your of your phone. If you scroll that, if you put your thumb in the top right of your phone and scroll like diagonal or down, you'll see it will open up your phone to where you should have on the bottom left. There's a record button. It listen. Yeah, so if you scroll from the top right of your phone down, you'll see there's a menu that will pop up, and you'll see a little record button on the bottom left. And you hit that record button, and it'll give you a countdown, and it'll start screen recording. So what you would do is you would hit that and have the match ready to go, and then hit hit play on the match. Then you would have to like take that, and then you'd have to go to your your photo editor and just kind of cut it and crop it. It's very easy. When if I show, were able to show you how to do it, you would be very easy. But you know how to do it. More Maybe I'll, if I have, if I have time today to do it, I'll do it and post you and, and, and tag you in it. Oh, that'd be awesome! So you could share it on YouTube. I would love that. I, I don't go on YouTube much. I don't go on. And somebody said to me, somebody said to me, they go, you know, I like to listen to some of your podcasts. I said, oh, I did tons of them. You know, I charge two hundred an hour for podcasts. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting getting away with murder here. No, I'm. I'm giving you the story. Oh, I thought you wanted me to PayPal you now, actually. No, fuck, no. I'm charge you a fucking dime. I wouldn't charge you a dime, but they're still like, and they PayPal me in advance. Like, I won in, in uh, Europe uh, on the 26th of August. The like, guy already gave me 200 bucks. I put it in my book. I, but my word is gold. When I tell him I'm going to do it, I do Yeah, it. no, I thought you were going to, like, I thought you were going to invoice oh, me at the end of the month for, like, 15 grand for your, for the... <laughs> The guy, I, guys, I have an announcement. There's no more brawlers' corners moving oh, forward. I know, I know. That's why I'm giving you pieces, you know, little pieces here and there. They don't care. They don't care. They want to just talk to me, you know. I love so, it. Well, um, brawler, I thank you very much. I'm going to wrap up today's show here, but I hope you have safe travels where you're going. All right, sounds good. I'll try to get that match today. I'll try to screen record it. Abandoning your show, but it's going to be a few days. I won't be on there. That's all right, brother. I, I, you're welcome on whenever you can get back, and uh, and everybody give him a follow, Brawler Real, on here and in Instagram. Uh, on uh, Twitter. On Twitter and Instagram. Yep, Brawler Real, Brawler right? Is, IG is uh, Brawler Four Real. Brawler Four Real. Sorry, Brawler Four Real. IG and Brawler Real on Twitter. Right. Right. 
Good deal. Well, brother, I hope you have a I'm going to shell shock his ass on the concrete out there. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, brawler, I had a phone call with our mutual friend, uh, a guy uh, the other day that is uh, going to probably be helping me with my bookings and moving forward in contract negotiations. And uh, he, uh, in, he he's a very good friend of Bill's. And uh, so the ball is rolling. You know, Bill blocked me on Twitter. You know that. Oh, geez, don't fuck. I'm not trying to get any. I'm trying to get this match, brawler. Yeah. You're gonna get me heat by fucking association. Well, I'll take that. Why do you, wait? Why why did Goldberg block you? Because when he wrestled when he wrestled Brock, I, I wrote he's like a fly on my Brock's ass or some shit like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Paul Heyman retweeted it. Paul Heyman retweeted it. It did like fucking a thousand, a thousand fucking Lights. Fucking, of course, Heyman's involved in this. You guys are all gonna you're gonna cost me this fucking match with Goldberg. No, no, no. Bill's oh, Bill's fuck. listening to this right now. He was on board. Him and Barry oh, bloomed it, and they're fucking. They just ripped up the contract. Oh, <laughs> well, we're gonna have to get you out of retirement, brawler. You're gonna be my first one back. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'll fight you for that. You can fucking shell shock me ten times in a row. <laughs> I, I apologize if I. No, I'm giving you a hard time. They're I not. Nothing, I meant nothing about. I meant nothing personal. I know it's. Fucking Heyman loved it. No, it's. I think every, I've always the block doesn't mean hate. Maybe it was just in a bad mood, or I don't know. I don't know. Some people don't. It's, it's fucking business. Like he should have been quoted, "Fuck you, try me," or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know it's. I try to never block the people to wrestle. I don't think I like the wrestlers, people in the game. Like I don't. It is. It's, but who knows? Maybe it was somebody else that did it. I don't know. All right, Brawler. Well, uh, you have a good one, and I look forward to getting you back on here. I can't. Hello, hello. I think we lost him. Brawler? I couldn't hear you if you were talking, Brawler. I don't know. Thank you very much, as always, though. I didn't cut you off there. I literally, just so you know, I don't want people to think I just took him off the show. <clears throat> Got me that Goldberg heat. Fuck. Where everything was golden until that. No, <laughs> I'm just, I'm kidding. The, uh, but thank you very much as always, Brawler's Corner. That was a great one today. Steve Lombardi's introduction into the world of essentially WWF with all that. Guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's show on that. And I thank you all for listening. Please, if you can leave an iTunes review, it really helps. If you can leave a star rating and write a review, it really, really helps, guys, uh, with things in there and to keep moving up the audio charts and to get those reviews coming in. If you've got a moment, please. And Feed Me More Nutrition on feedmemore.com. We've got the discounts in the comments and the description on YouTube as well. And you get a free shaker bottles with all orders right now, guys, or through July on all of that, feedmemore.com and all the Ryback merch. We'll be back tomorrow with another Ryback show. Until next time, my friends, stay hungry. Feed me more.
Hey Riot Backers, don't forget to hit that like button, smash that subscribe, and shell shock those notifications for the best supplement.